What's up, Home Slice? I am so excited to be doing this introduction today. I just got off of an incredible interview with the Sarah Centrella. Now, if you don't know anything about her yet, you are in for a treat. She is a best-selling author, master life coach, and a manifesting expert. She's the author of two number one best-selling books, Hustle, Believe, Receive, and Future Boards, and she's the premier manifestation expert and creator of future boards. Now, as a master life coach, she's worked with professional athletes in the NBA and NFL, WAGs, and thousands of people, including myself, helping us manifest our dreams. She regularly leads workshops for clients such as Pinterest, Nike, BMW, Xerox, the NBA Wives Association, and so many others. And I am so excited for you to hear our interview. Without further ado, here is my interview with the Sarah Centrella. Hello, hello everyone and welcome to Hot Mess and Blessed. My name is Melissa Hartman and I am the host of this amazing, incredible, stupendous podcast. You guys, I am so pumped up today because I have one of my very favorite humans who happens to be on this call with me today. And you get to hear all of the juicy details from one of my favorite humans. So we have Sarah Centrella on this podcast today. Hey girl, how you doing? I'm good. I'm doing amazing. I'm super excited for us to chat today. Good. Thank you so much for being on here. I truly appreciate you and your time. Of course. Um, you know how much I love you, girl. <laughs> well, the feeling is quite mutual. So I know that there's a lot of people who probably know some of your story, but I know there are others who don't. And I know that you have had some just incredible moments that have happened in your life. Mm -hmm. that you've manifested. And I want to talk about some of those first, because I know a lot of the times in life, a lot of people see us at our, you know, chapter 20 versus when right. we started at chapter one. So you're a best-selling author of some incredible books. You've got Hustle, Believe, Receive and Future Boards, which have been life-changing for, for me and many others, right? Yeah. And then you've got um, this whole master life coach thing under your belt, which has been incredible. And I know you have so many people's lives who have changed just through that experience alone. And you're also a motivational speaker that I happen to actually get to witness in person. And I swear, like if I was at some sort of concert, I don't think the room was that noisy it's as well. It's pretty much like a rock concert. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it was you are so amazing. Yeah, you walked on stage and I was like, oh my gosh, like it's a female, like a female superstar we've got on stage. So it's been amazing to see that. What have been some of your favorite, like I've made it moments? I'd love to know that to start yeah, off. Yeah, I mean, well, you you just definitely listed one that was really an, an, an amazing, incredible moment. And Melissa's talking about uh, an event where I, I did a keynote speech in October in Dallas. Um and it was it was really one of those moments. I mean, I've done countless, literally countless keynote speeches over the last like, God, seven years probably, um, as a professional speaker the last three or four. Um, but that was like the moment, like the first moment. And and here's the thing: like when you have a dream and you have a very clear vision of it, and you're almost living in the future in your mind before it happens, and all of that. Um, that's how I've achieved most of my dreams is by 
by doing that and by putting myself in moments like that before it happened. So when you have all these other moments that are almost like that, you, you get like a taste of the crack, you know what I mean? You're like, Oh yeah, yes. I, want that. I want that. But you, you also know it's not it, you know what I mean? Because like you have the one in your head. Um, right. And this last fall, you know, literally the moment I stepped out on stage, I was like, so this is it, this, this is that moment that, you know, I've been hustling and grinding for and dreaming of and um, everything for really ever since I, I had a horrible, horrible first um, keynote speech back in 2012. It was the first one I was ever paid for. It was a complete bomb. People walked out, um, not just walked out, but walked out pissed off. <laughs> oh my bad. gosh. Um, oh. And I remember getting off that stage and saying, I will never do this again. Like, maybe I'm just not good at this. Maybe this is not my dream. Um, and I didn't speak for two years and I was devastated. Like I couldn't watch the video. I couldn't, I couldn't anything. I just was like, that, that's never happening again. Um, so to go from that in 2012 to then allowing the dream to come back, because, you know, I, I feel like when we are called and when we have um, a dream, it's we can only ignore it to a certain point, you know, and that was definitely the case yeah. with me. It just kept hounding me in the back of my head. I, just, I knew I had to get back there. And, but it was such a devastating loss that there was certainly a lot of fear, you know, in doing that. And, but that whole time, kind of the moment that had been in the back of my mind was the moment that I lived in October. And, um, and I remember just even being on the stage and realizing the energy in the room was so different than any place I'd ever been. And, allowing it you know what I mean like I think a lot of times we want to rush through stuff um and not feel it the way that we really should and that was a moment where I was like okay so this is the moment I'm just gonna back off and let this happen right now I'm gonna give it you know an extra 30 seconds oh yeah an extra minute and I'm gonna feel it and and you you know you guys who are in the room I've, hundreds of you have messaged me and said we saw that that you know, we were part of that moment. I was like, yes, you were. Mm -hmm. I <laughs> that love that. Very visible. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And I love the fact that, you know, you had a moment however long ago and it didn't go the way you wanted it to. Like we all have to remember sometimes that we're going to have those moments in life where we've dreamed of something for so long and then it happens and then it does not go at all as we expected. And, and you had that true moment later on, even after you kind of put it out of your head for a while. So yeah, I love that. What other successes? We're going to talk about like this, this board, I don't know, this kind of yeah, yeah. board. So like what other successes <laughs> have you <Yeah>. had? <laughs> what other successes have you had that have come off of that board that you'd like to oh you brag on? Yeah, so many. I, uh, I started my first board in 2009. I think is when I, I put the first board up. Um, and since then I've manifested seven boards. I'm on my eighth board right now. Uh, and by, by that, I mean, you know, 75, 80% of the board is manifested, not like one thing. Oh my gosh. Board. So, and the very first board, you know, that initial board from 2009, literally everything on the board, except for Oprah and Greece have manifested. So that one's like 99% done. Oh my gosh. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah. So it, it's, it's really dramatic. And I mean, to the point of from day one, I've always kind of kept records of it because I, I was the you know biggest skeptic when I started. I didn't know if it would work. So it's kind of like, well, I'm going to prove it one way or the other. And, right. uh, and so 
they're so dramatic. They're all like side by side. You can take a picture of my board and take a picture of me doing it in real life. So for me, I was like, I'm going to create undisputable evidence. You know, I'm going to post my boards when I first put them out there. So people can see the dream at initiation. <laughs> um, I'm getting ready to do that now as we head into to the new year and the new decade. Um, so yeah, it's been really incredible. I'm, everything from flying on a private jet, um, which I did in 2015, to getting not just one traditional publishing book deal, uh, but two. My latest one is with Simon and Schuster, and it was it came out in uh, Target nationwide, which was you know a bigger win than I had even dreamed of, to be quite honest. Um, you know, to doing some incredible things with my kids. We've been to five countries, and um, and all of this really starts with the contrast of I started in complete poverty on food stamps you know like in a 700 square foot apartment that the unit below us was shot at three times so oh my gosh wow to go kind of from that to you know watching my kids build sand castles in Hawaii a year later was just it felt like a magical ride it really has and there's been plenty of downs and crushing lows in there too but I think the thing that has made this so different is that now I know that I can kind of control it a bit and can plan it out and can create ma a magical ride too. You know, we can't always stop the stuff we don't like from happening, but we can create all the stuff we do want as well, which has really been empowering. I love that. And it's, it is truly amazing to see where you've gotten to now with your past. So uh, you mentioned just a, a tiny bit here, but I would love for you to just share some of your story so people can realize, you know, that your your chapter one can be a completely brand new beginning for you to start fresh and, and to get to wherever it is you want to go. So if you don't mind sharing that, I'd love to hear that story. Yeah, absolutely. My uh, kind of the, the start of this story that I've been living the last decade or so um, began in 2008 when I found out that my husband um, and high school sweetheart, we've been together 16 years, had three kids, um, had been having an affair. And I think the thing that was so dramatic for me about it was, you know, we'd been together since we were 16. It was something that had never once crossed my mind in the 16 years we've been together. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't like that. You know what I mean? I, I was never the type to check his phone. Um, or anything. And, and this was before social media, before all of that. I honestly didn't even know he knew how to text message because <laughs> this was way back when, you know? Yep. Um, and so to just, that's actually how I found out. I found a text message on, on his phone while he was in the shower. And it, it was such a dramatic shock um, and, you know, a punch out of left field. Um, and it ended our marriage in 10 minutes. Like he got out of the shower, threw his ring at me and left. Um, and that was the, the end. And I think the thing that, of course, made it worse was that we were in a recession nationally, but personally, too. We just, you know, lost our house. We had literally just filed bankruptcy, um, you know, had, I didn't have five bucks to my name. I was, like, taking back cans for formula. Wow. Um, so I think the thing that was so devastating for me was realizing we had gone through all of that as a couple with him being the breadwinner. And I knew we were not surviving, you know, our bills were all late. Um, our car had just been repossessed. So my first thought was like, okay, if I couldn't do it with a breadwinner, how the hell am I going to do it by myself? You know, I hadn't worked in two years. So, right. And no one was getting hired for anything. And I just remember just feeling so hopeless and, and like the control freak in me wanted to, 
to figure it out, you know, look at it like a problem be like, okay, what do I do? How do I do it? You know, get down to brass tacks. And, and I just like every solution was like, there's just no way, you know, daycare for two kids alone is 2,500 bucks here. So it's like, wow, why bother working, you know? And, Mm -hmm. and it was just every scenario was like, there's no way you can do this. Um, and I think that was the part that was both really terrifying and also um, lit a fire in me, quite honestly. Like, I realized no one was responsible for my kids but me. Um, and so I better freaking figure it out, you know? Like, no one was going to come in on a white horse and save me. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of where I, I talk about it in, in my new book, where this idea of <clears throat> what if just saved me in that moment and that was honestly the day he left that was the thoughts that I was having as I was just like falling apart you know and I just thought I can't do it I can't do it I can't do it I can't do it and like some voice from wherever inside me God whatever you want to call it was like well what if you can and it wasn't it wasn't a lot you know but when you're that low all you need is like a ray of hope and I just was like give it to me (laughs) give me that life raft I'm hanging on you know Right. That's powerful. Do you feel like, I know sometimes people have these moments in their life that just shake them to their core. Do you feel like you'd be where you are today without a moment like that? Oh God. Experienced? Never, 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 never. I was really up to that point. I thought it was very, um, <clears throat> you know, self-made, I guess. I had, I've always been a hustler. I always had dreams, um, but I never really had good execution. And so I'd start things, not finish them. And, um, so I, I, you know, quite honestly, I was really unsatisfied with where my life was going. It was kind of like, wow, I'm 33 and this is it. <laughs> like, this is all there right. is, you know, and everything I'd worked for up to that point to try to build a good life had just completely fallen apart before that. So I was like, really, you know? Um, and I think in the back of my mind, I always thought that I would live a very different life. You know, I, I always wanted to write or sing or do something where I was um, helping people giving back. And uh, so I, I fully believe that that moment and a lot of the moments that we go through in life, whatever hardship it is that we're going through, I call them earthquake moments where we have a dream and we, even if it's something that we don't really express, I think I'd really buried it by that time. But my heart knew it, you know, and I think the universe will look at it and say, Hey, you want this, but you have this right now. And guess what? The two don't go together. So right. if you want the other one, I'm going to have to destroy what you have right now. And so you can build it up. And that's, that's really what happened. And, you know, thank God I was hungry and wanted to build it up, you know? <laughs> Right. Wow. That's powerful. So, you know me, I, <laughs> I am very naturally like the list maker. So I had like the perfect list of questions, but just hearing you talk about this, I think a lot of times people are very comfortable with where they're at and mm-hmm. maybe they haven't had that type of earthquake moment that's kind of shaken them to their core. Yeah. What do you suggest to somebody who maybe didn't live a past life of trauma or, but still wants to kind of continue to push further in their life? What would be a suggestion that you might have to somebody who thinks they're kind of let their life has just kind of been, you know, average. It's been yeah. okay. How do they, how do they continue to push further and, and dream bigger? 
I think it's almost harder to be honest um, in that situation. And I would say that it, that is probably the most common um, place that clients are, are coming to that I'm working with or, you know, questions that I get um, when people are reaching out. I think that's a very common place. That's, that's where a lot of America is, right? They're kind of in an okay place. It's not, it's not bad. It's not good. It's, or maybe it has been good. Maybe they have been successful, but they just don't know what's next. And so there's kind of like a desire for something better, but just no clue what that could be. Um, and then also you don't have the motivation truly of making it happen because your house isn't on fire. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and so, um, I think, I think that is, um, almost a more personally challenging place to be in because it's going to take desire. It's going to take, you have to really take a look at where your life is right now and say, do I want to change bad enough? And it is much harder to do when there isn't anything dramatic pushing you out the window, you know, teaching you how to fly. So, um, but I think it absolutely can be self-created. Everything that I teach, um, it can be self-created. Hustle can be self-created. Desire can be self-created. Um, and the biggest way to do that is to first take a good assessment of where your life is right now and say, is this okay with me? You know, and I think that's kind of yes. really where I had gotten right before my big earthquake moment was I was really looking at my life going, I don't think this is okay with me. You know, like, I don't want to just float through. I don't want to like, I know I was made for more. I don't know what that is, but it's not okay with me to live a half-assed life. Um, so I think if you can be very honest with yourself <clears throat> and say, congratulations for all my success up to this point, or I forgive all my failures up to this point or whatever the case is, and then look at your future as a blank canvas and say, okay, what, if I can create anything in the world, what is it going to be? I need to figure that out before I can do anything. You know, you're really in, in lockdown mode until you can start to figure that out. And the only way you can is if you truly want more, if you truly want change. Um, and the more you allow yourself to want it, the more it can grow into a burning desire. Um, I read a book from a good friend of mine, Sherry Salata, recently called The Beautiful No, and she talks in there about the courage it takes to want more, how brave you have to be. And I just thought that was so interesting because it's really true, you know? Absolutely. Wanting more takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of bravery. It takes us facing a lot of demons that are like, should you want more? Is that selfish? You know, is that narcissistic? Like, right. are you a bad person? So you know, a lot comes up with it. But as soon as you start to work on that and, and work through it and process it and, and really set that dream clearly, then like the world is your oyster. It just is kind of getting through that first muddy part. Um, but it starts with taking that real honest look at your life now and saying, no, I do want more. And it's okay for me to want more. Now, what is that more? Oh, I love that. And I know with us going into 2020, everybody's talking about having a clear vision, figuring out exactly what you want. That's so powerful. How do you think, what do you think is the best way for people to kind of gain that clarity? Well, I think the, the very first thing is to, to honestly allow the dreams that you've been shutting down up to this point. Here's, here's the thing. I think everyone that I've ever met or ever worked with 
has dreams, no matter if that's the first thing they tell me that they don't have when we, when we work. <laughs> like that, that's a really common thing. People would be like, I want more, but I have no dreams. I'm like, but yeah. you, you just have buried them, you know, like really tried to bury them. And I think that's kind of how Americans especially are, you know, if it doesn't seem realistic, then we're really trained to absolutely bury it deep and just be like, nope, that's not for me. I can't afford it, whatever. Um, yep. And so kind of the, the very first step is I just, I want people to give themselves the permission to say what if, and that's kind of where that, those two words are so powerful to me because <clears throat> just by me saying like, what if I could survive? What if my life could change? What if I could live my dreams? What if whatever? It just opened up so much possibility. It basically removed the barriers and the walls that we're constantly trying to put up around our life. Um, and so I think if you can first say like, well, what if I could go on vacation with all of my girlfriends? Wouldn't that be cool? And where would we go? And just let it be. Like, stop analyzing it. Stop, like, fucking cock-blocking it. Like, just chill out. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. Let it be a daydream the way it was when you were a kid. It's not the end of the world if you daydream for five seconds, you know? And I think people are just so freaking rigid about this stuff. They're like, oh, my God, if I can't make it happen, then I'm just going to disappoint myself by thinking about it. And I'm just like, oh my God, then you're never going to live it. Like never. The yeah. first step is just to chill out and say like, what if this happened? Wouldn't that be fun? And so if you can kind of like go around all the areas in your life and say, well, what if that happened? Wouldn't that be fun? What if that happened? Then you're planting a seed that has a chance to like take root and create something for your future. Um, but by shutting those down, you're really locking yourself in an airtight box. We don't want that. So that, that is really the first step. And it seems kind of whimsical and, and almost stupid to start there, but you know, Melissa, you've done this work. It's, you have to, you really have to. And, and it's a great way to allow yourself to dream way bigger than you'd normally ever give yourself permission to do. Right. Um, and the distinction is, I, I want to be clear, a lot of people would consider themselves dreamers and you know, would say, I never block my dreams. You know, I think I was kind of one of those people who was in that camp that's like, no, I don't, but we still do. We still do. <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, get out there and just let them, let them be, let them marinate because then you can plug in the rest of the steps to the method that I teach and you can execute on it and make it happen. But yeah. nothing moves without the dream. And while you're on that, can you kind of explain the difference between a dreamer and a thinker? Because I know definitely people fall into one of the two categories. Yeah, absolutely. And this was kind of a new thing that I realized when I was writing uh, the book Future Boards in 2018. And I was on tour and I was doing a bunch of workshops around the country. And I would start, uh, you know, the class off with an exercise that was one dreamers really love. And I would look out and I would see half the room just like in euphoric heaven, right? They're writing down everything they ever wanted to do in their life. And then the other half of the room was like this panic fear. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what is going on here? You know, clearly people are coming to this work from, from different places. And that being true, like how do I kind of coach it for each? You know what I mean? Um, yes. And and that was just a huge light bulb moment for me. I remember like in the moment, I just stopped the class and said, hey, wait a second, who here would say you're a dreamer? Who would say you're an analytical or a thinker type person? And right then and there, I was like, wow, okay, now 
how do I teach this, teach them <laughs> in a different way. Um, and I think kind of unlocking that has made all the difference. And people who are reading the book and doing the work have, have really confirmed that with me is like, I was a thinker. And to me, a thinker is somebody who um, isn't a natural dreamer. That's just not kind of how their brain is, is wired. They're not seeing everything in pictures. They're not seeing it in a big glorious end, you know, end picture type situation. They're looking at it like from a list perspective, from a Google and figure it out perspective or um, a research perspective, kind of any, any of that I would, I would consider more of a, you know, a thinker. The dreamers, I think, you know, if you're a dreamer or not, every dreamer I've ever met knows <laughs> if they're a dreamer or not. Um, but I think dreamers really, really struggle with coming up with a plan to execute that dream and they get very frustrated very easily. And I know that because I am one. Um, and it tends to just build, you know, the more times they dream about something and they don't accomplish it, the less confidence they have in themselves. And, you know, they can really, really dig themselves in a hole. So my challenge was like, okay, how do I give them what they need? Because for me, I needed a plan as a dreamer. I needed an execution plan. I needed something that didn't overwhelm me, <clears throat> something that built my confidence and, you know, got me closer, even if it was incrementally. Um, and once I was able to kind of figure that piece out, everything changed. And then the same for the dreamers, you know, we yes. got to teach them how to dream, even, even when it's uncomfortable and it can be the most uncomfortable thing. I don't know, Melissa, you can talk to that maybe a little bit. I know you, you, you know, you're a thinker. You, you say you're, you know, you've raised your hand on that one. So mm -hmm. I don't know. Was that, was that tough coming up with those initial like visuals part of your dream? Absolutely. I feel that in the beginning, it was a lot more difficult because I didn't understand the process fully. Right. And then once we were actually going through the coaching process and you explained it in a type of way that actually made sense for my brain that's yeah. consistently thinking about these type of things, then I understood it more. And it's still not natural to me. It's not it's not one of those things where it just starts coming up on its own, but it is a reminder throughout my day, like, hey, spend some time daydreaming here. Hey, you're driving in the car, spend some time doing this. And so that's really helped me. And then obviously having my, my future board in front of me every single day, it's just great because I look at the vision boards that I made before I really understood the process that, that you yeah. taught. And I look at my future board now and I just see like I can feel the emotion behind each of the pictures and it gets me excited and I'm and you sure complete life which to me that is just everything like it's yes. such a different thing than you know looking at some random pictures from a magazine it's yep. when you take a moment and you you look at your future board and I know I do the same it's like that's like what centers me and what grounds me and what reminds me of what I'm working for. You know, I'm, I'm looking at all my relationships in their best case scenario. I'm looking at my dream wealth situation. I'm, you know, looking at where my career is going and why I'm, I'm building it and all of that. So, and, and my mind and body, my mental health and my physical health, all of that is on that board so that I can sit there. And even if it's 30 seconds or whatever, I can get recentered. That is my entire higher vision of everything I'm building for the next two to 10 years. And there's just something about that, that, and, and because as, as you know, too, I think 
especially for thinkers, just the process of finding each of those pictures when you learn how to do it the future board's way um, really helps you have the visuals to be able to draw on for your daydreams, right? You know, visuals that didn't exist in your mind before. Right. And that is something that I think Pinterest is just genius at. So I love it so much. My, I find all my pictures there is because it really helps us almost naturally expand our vision, expand our dream. Absolutely. And I also love, love the fact that you actually can use this in every area of your life. I hope I noticed I, when I was making my boards in the past, I would only, I would only commonly go to like my career or a set amount of dollars that I wanted to earn or, um, you know, like a vacation and it wasn't the full picture. Yeah. And the difference is just so dramatic. It really, really is because what it's doing is it's forcing you to answer the question of what do I want in every area of my life? And here's, I think the most important thing is that most people typically just focus on careers. Like whenever we're talking goals or goal setting, 90% of people and people who are teaching it are talking about career stuff, right? Which is great, but that's only one of the five areas that you should be focusing on to live a beautiful, balanced, rich life. You know, it's literally just one of five. And I can tell you from firsthand knowledge of people that I know who are insanely successful, who have nailed that one, you know, career category, and none of the other categories exist in their life, and they are not happy people. Right. So for me, when I started doing this, I was like, I don't want to end up like that. You know, I, I, had a lot of blocks around money that I needed to remove. And a lot of them stemmed with like, I didn't want to be that rich person who has nothing else in their life, has no one, doesn't live a full happy life. And so I thought, okay, well, if I'm, if I have a blank canvas and I'm creating my dream life, why would I create that when I can create everything, you know? And so a future board is, is really a way to uplevel your entire life each year for the rest of your life. So it's not just like a one and done. It's not like I, you know, hit that career mark and now I'm done or I ran that marathon. So now I'm done. It's like, no, I want to continually be building out, um, what healthy relationships look like to me, what love looks like to me, what being a, a good mom looks like to me, what, you know, what being healthy looks like to me. These are all very personal questions that every person needs to answer individually. Um, and so when I know that, then I have something to work for. And then I also have something to gauge my success by and to know when I've created it. And that's, that's big. I think a lot of people don't, don't know when they're there. You know what I mean? Because they had no, no benchmarks. Right. I love that. And, you know, I think that's a really great point that you brought up is when you, when you put these things on your board and you see them happening, I, I want to know how you get people to dream even bigger. Because for me personally, I know that this was something we talked about during my coaching. I had hit that kind of five figure a month salary. Mm -hmm. And then I felt stuck because I had reached that glass ceiling that I had talked about wanting for years on end. So how do you get people to start dreaming bigger than they initially thought they could really get to? Yeah, that's such a good question because it, it's actually the same answer from someone who's never had any success in their life and is just starting from ground zero like I was back in the day or someone who has been very successful and has hit all their goals. The, the way you approach it is actually exactly the same. So what you, you, know, you need to kind of do 
is everybody is very focused on what their life looks like right now. That's just the way our brains are wired. Right. <laughs> That's how everything around us is framed, right? So what I love about being a coach is I can come in and I don't have that view of anyone's life, right? So whoever I'm working with, I don't have that view. I have a totally different view. I have a 10-year-out view that I can create for mm. anybody mm-hmm. that just doesn't exist in your world or you know whoever I'm working with, right? And so one of the things I love to do is, is do this exercise of like, okay, five years out, if everything you ever wanted has come true and you're, you know, have the best people around you and, you know, you love your life and all of that, can you walk me through it? Can you kind of tell me what that looks like? And the first go around is always like one tiny version better than what your current life is, right? Yeah. Uh, That's just, again, the way our brains are. So, so that kind of gives me a little bit to play with. And then I can say, well, no, you know, because almost everybody has a dollar amount in their head. Again, something we're conditioned to. So let's say someone's throwing out, oh, I want to make a million a year. And they're making a hundred thousand a year. Well, what no one is thinking about is that your life will dramatically change if you're making a million dollars a year. Like no one actually processes that part of it. They're just like, oh, that'd be great. You know? So I think I can say, but wait a second, you don't live where you live now. If you're making a million dollars a year, you don't have the same friends. You mm-hmm. don't trust the same. You like, let's, let's get real here. Like your kid goes to a different school, you know, you're coming home in a new car to a different place. And, and a lot of people get very resistant right there. Cause they're like, well, wait, I wouldn't be that person that just goes out and up. But yes, you would, let's be honest, <laughs> you know, maybe not the first year, but if you're making a million dollars a year, year over year, five years in, and your life still looks the same as a hundred thousand, dear God, we have issues. Right? Yes. <laughs> That's the reality of it. But as soon as we start doing any of that, this is all brand new territory, right? Like you can almost feel it right now, right? Melissa's like, we went through this exercise together too, but yep. And I think that was kind of the thing that was like really helped you see like, oh my God, now I can create a new future. Because I think whenever you've had a lot of success, it's almost like, how do we go beyond that? <laughs> right? I've already achieved stuff that I didn't even think I could achieve. So how can I go beyond that? So I think the answer is really the same in, in any place that you're coming to this at. Um, it's the same kind of tools and techniques where you're like, I, I need to step almost inside a fantasy world that's five years out. Yes. And start painting that. And then like the more that just kind of exists in my brain, the more it can, can shape up to what I, Melissa want, or I, Sarah want. Um, but it's a process. It's definitely not one and done at right. all. I mean, we, we have clients go through that particular exercise like three times in our 12, you know, 12 weeks of working together. So, mm-hmm. it, and each time it gets better and better, right? Yeah. It's just so funny to me because we, we try to overcomplicate things and you're like, Hey, it's, it's the same, whether you're starting at square one or you're, or you're on this journey, you've made a great progress. So I just love that because yeah, being a, a thinker naturally, I, that's one of those things I've tried to over overcomplicate in my mind. And it, it really yeah. is that simple. It's work of course, but you're making same progress. And, and the great thing is, is to me, the whole thing is a journey, right? So even when you go, let's say, I always think of it as a ladder kind of. <clears throat> so with my future boards, I want to up level my entire life, my relationships, my body, my mind, all of that each year as I'm becoming more successful. 
because if I'm really successful in, in my job and I'm making a lot of money, but my health is shit and I have no friends and, you know, all the other categories of my life are shit, then I'm not really up leveling my life, am I? I'm just, right. I'm, you know, maybe getting some success in this one area that could also be gone as fast as it came. So I want the whole thing to move to the next level, the whole thing to move, you know what I mean? <clears throat> and so that's one of the reasons why the, the board helps so much. But the cool thing is, is it's all just a recipe or a formula. So once you kind of know how to plug it in, you're going to plug it in again and again and again and again, you know, because once you hit level two of your life that you've defined, you're going to need to, you're going to feel exactly the same way as you did back on level one where you're kind of like, wow, now what, you know, right. because you have to go back and redefine it. And it never means that you're, you know, moving backwards. It just is like, you have to remember to keep applying, you know, the formula and keep planning for your future. Ah, I love that. And what I think is so cool is, I mean, none of us are the expert in every single area. I know for me personally, I've gained quite a following in the health and wellness area because that's been one of my biggest transformations over the past few years. So mm-hmm. I would love to hear maybe, cause I know you've been going on a journey, um, and really pursuing that area right now for yourself. What are some yeah. of your, maybe some of your favorite like practices for the health and wellness aspect of your life? Yeah. So this is absolutely one of those areas where I've, I'm a firm believer in practicing what I preach <laughs> and like anybody we can get really wrapped up in whatever goals we're working on. And, um, and I'm no different, you know, I, I literally sat down at the beginning of this year and I was like, wow, you know, my health and wellness really has not been a priority. It's, you know, I need to do more than just look at it on my board. I, I got to weave it in, you know, um, writing two books in the last three years had taken a lot and I gained weight I gained like 40 pounds over the last like five years. And I did not feel good. Um, really had not even realized how much it had affected my self-pride, my self-confidence, kind of all of that. Um, and then I had to get to that place that I talked about earlier. Like I had to be honest with myself and say, is this okay with me? Is this really how I want to live the rest of my life? Um, and I had to stop making excuses and stop kind of coming up with the politically correct answer that's, oh yes, I love my body no matter what. Well, yes. that for me. That was <laughs> yep. for me. I didn't love my body no matter what. That's fucking facts. Like I didn't, I've been, you know, healthy before and I wasn't healthy now and I didn't feel good. <laughs> that was just the fact. And it took me a long time to be okay to say that. Right. And to be okay to like own that. And as soon as I did, then I was a, a loud desire. So those are the two elements I talked about earlier. It's the same process with anything you want, you guys, anything. I just was applying it to my weight. Um, so once I allowed desire, it was brave enough to want more, then, then I was in, you know, then I was like, game over. Okay, now what? Um, and as far as practices go, the big thing that I did that was able to shift my physical weight for the first time in five years was I just started with changing the script in my head. Um, I really knew that that had been pretty lax (laughs) for the last couple of years. And like everything else, if you're not practicing, it starts to fall apart and it had. And, 
Um, you know, I'd got to the place where I'd convinced myself that no matter what I did, I didn't lose weight, kind of all these scripts that had been going. And I was like, you know what, I'm throwing all of them out and I'm just making up a new fictional one. And that's what I did. And so that was July 27th. Um, I was at my highest weight I've ever been. I was at the same weight I was when I gave birth to my twins. <laughs> um, and I was like, it's changing. And so I started every day by saying, I love my life. And I can't believe how quickly the weight fell off. I can't believe how easy this was. The weight's just melting off. It's no big deal. So I was really kind of changing all, all those scripts that had told me it was too hard and I couldn't do it. Um, mm -hmm. And that was, that was all I started with. I started with that and move for 20 minutes. Those are the only two things I did. And I said, I'm going to move every day for 20 minutes. Doesn't matter if it's walking the dog. Doesn't matter if it's walking up and down my stairs. It's right. just moving. Um, and then, you know, of course I started feeling better both mentally and physically after about a month. And then I joined a gym for the first time in three years and yeah. And then did my 30 day challenge. I've lost 16 pounds, which is the first ah! I've lost in eight, nine years. That's amazing. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it just, to me, it just proved so, so much again and again, and I've been proving all this stuff for 10 years, but how powerful our mind is like it's so powerful it has it has the ability to to physically move our legs or physically move our body you know yeah and i just have to give you props cuz i know you don't do this enough for yourself but like i love that you declare stuff to people that you declare stuff on social media <laughs> and like, like a crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> like a crazy person because most of most people don't have the balls to do that, A. And, and B, I think it really helps inspire other people to take action or to at least start watching you and see, okay, this this woman posts this yeah. on the internet. First off, it's going to keep you accountable. And then, yeah, other people start joining in. So when you started doing that self-pride challenge, like that was just so inspiring because – that's what people need sometimes. They just need somebody else to start doing something that, yeah. you know, they don't think they can do. And then they say, well, if she can do it, then I can do it too. And I just think that's really inspiring. And I so, think the big, the big lesson for me is um, it, we have to start at a place we know we can be successful at. And that's the bottom line. I mean, I can't even tell you how many times I had set my New Year's resolution or my goal or whatever at something that I knew I wasn't going to do. <laughs> I mean, right. like, I knew I could do it, but I also knew I wasn't going to do it. Um, and I've worked out pretty much my whole life, except for the last five years. I've run a marathon. I've run half marathon. So, like, I know what I'm capable of, but I also knew where I was mentally. And right. the putting goals like that on there was going to set me up for failure, which was, again, going to reiterate all those negative scripts. And so I think the thing that really kind of change for me is I was like, if I can put a goal out there that I know for a fact I can do, I mean, I'm talking like if I was at Costco, I'd spend an extra 10 minutes walking around Costco and then I'd be like, boom, got my 20 minutes. I'm a winner. Yes. <laughs> you know, like if I could just get to a place where I was actually having wins and feeling better about myself, then I knew I could start taking on more. And I think a lot of people in all areas of life, not just health and fitness, but we put these fucking gigantic goals out there knowing 
how hard it's going to be to achieve them. And of course they're demotivating. How can they not be demotivating? So start with a goal that is actually going to empower you that every single time you check it off, you're like, I'm a freaking rock star. Yes. (laughs) And then, you know, then you can get to a place where you're taking the crazy spin class. Like I did not too long ago. You know? (laughs) Yeah. And you're you're living through it. Oh, I love that. And you know what? That's exactly why I love Hustle, Believe, Receive, your first book, because it it kind of explains to you the how process, whereas I feel like a lot of other books just tell you this is what you're supposed to do, but they don't explain the how. And being, being a thinker, naturally, I want to know, well, how do you do this? How is yeah. this process going to happen? So yep. let me ask you a question. Now, obviously, I had the book before I ever did coaching with you. Mm-hmm. And I did the workbook, I did the things, but I didn't necessarily feel like, wow, like, you know what I mean? I, I, why do you think coaching, like working with someone one-on-one, why do you feel like that just really opens your eyes that much more? Yeah. I mean, I I just think it's night and day. Um, And people will ask me this a lot of times too. They're like, as a life coach, why would you ever put all your homework in a book? <laughs> you know, like, why would you give it away for 15 bucks in a book when, right. you know, you're coaching someone one-on-one? And the answer is because it's just, there is no comparison. Like, it's like comparing a Ferrari to a Honda. They're just not, sorry, they're not the same. They're not even cars, you know, they're like yep. not even the same thing. But, and I think there's, there's probably, I think 10% is being generous, but there's 10% of people who could read a book translate it into their lives and get dramatic change. And I wanted to give that person every tool that I had because I knew that I was that person. I was the one who could not afford to work with anybody and 15 bucks for a book would have been really difficult, honestly, in the beginning of my journey. Mm -hmm. But if I had had those tools, I would have been where I wanted to be so much faster. You know what I mean? I would have been able to absorb it put it into practice in my life and get dramatic changes so much faster than figuring it out on my own because I couldn't find those types of books out there. All the books I found were too hard to read, too hard to understand, had no fucking clue what they were talking about. And then I got more frustrated and beating myself up, you know? So I was like, I want to create like the tool that is is simple to follow, simple to understand. But again, that's 10% of people who can truly do that. I think for everybody else, it can unlock a lot of great things. It can really give you some light bulb moments. You can implement one or two things, maybe even four or five, um, and you get some great change. But it's a lot, you know? It's a lot to be able to read something and then truly translate it. The benefit of working with somebody who, you know, just, just kind of what I was explaining earlier, I can come in as a coach having no personal attachment to any of the things that you're attached to as a client, right? Um, We're very attached to our current world. We're very attached to specifics, um, to our history, to the things that block us or whatever. And I can come in with a fresh viewpoint and take everything that you've told me that matters to you and show you a whole new world (laughs) and teach you how to really find that passion and desire and drive and map and plan and changing your scripts and kind of all of the things that go into making something that might be a faint, faint wish into a powerful dream, into a, an I did that moment. And that's what a coach can do. So uh, it, it's, 
it's dramatic. There's nothing else to compare it to. It really isn't. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. And I mean, going through the experience and now going through your coaching program so I can actually help coach other people do the same thing. It's exciting yeah. because there's nothing like, you know, given that time to be able to really dig into the things that can actually help produce those like aha moments. It's just, I can't believe the amount I actually had working one-on-one -on -one with you. So I'm really well, excited. And you've already experienced it too as a coach, right? Like you were right. able to already coach someone, you've coached them through the entire program. Yep. Um, and the person that you coached had already read the books too. So they were in a very similar spot to you. Like they had gone through, had light bulb moments, done the work, but there's still that kind of, extra piece that getting it kind of custom built for your life it just makes all the difference and to see those breakthroughs with your client that you've already had and um, the clients that are going to continue to have is I mean it's why I get up in the morning it really is it's what makes everything matter because I know from the bottom of my heart and with every bone in my body because I live it <laughs> I live it live it live it um, that it works it's never not worked the only time that I haven't got the results that I wanted fast enough is because I wasn't actually doing the work mm. as, as case in point with my weight. Right. So like, right. you know, if I wasn't actually focusing on it, wasn't actually changing my, my thoughts and doing the work, then of course I'm not going to get results. But the minute that I plug in the method and, and get back to it, results always happen. So I think that gives us a lot of, of confidence and it's a thrill, you know, to, to watch someone just come alive. Oh, I love that. And it's so true. Like watching people experience those moments where they're like, oh my gosh, like you've just changed everything. It's yeah. truly one of the best feelings ever. So I remember getting on off a call and then back onto a call with you and I was like fired up. So yes, it's the definitely. best feeling ever, man. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And you know, I could sit on this call with you all day long, but I do want to respect your time. I just have maybe a couple more last minute yeah. questions with it being the end of the year. And it may, you know, trickle into the beginning of the year for some, some of you who listen to this, I would love to know what maybe end of the year or beginning of the year practices that you have. Ooh, such a good question. I was actually just posting about that on Instagram today um because I'm getting ready to do my week long or four or five day long <laughs> rituals um so I actually redo all of the homework that is in both of my books uh so Hustle Believe Receive has eight steps to achieving any dream changing your life or achieving any dream um and with that it has homework uh, the book has homework in it and I have a, a workbook um on my website that if anyone wants to go deeper that helps um, but I sit down and do that homework myself, even though I teach it and live it and talk about it 24 seven, I still need once a year to sit down and have a real heart to heart with myself and, um, redraw up the picture of my future life. And I think as we head into a new decade, it's, this is the most critical time. I mean, it's such a critical time to do this. If you've never done it before, get on it because what you're doing right now is going to predict what's coming the next 10 years. And I want that to be good. And I want it to be what I want. I don't want it to be a shit show, you know? Um, yep. So I think more now than ever, because we are planning 
a new decade, not just a new year. It's, it's so, 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 so important. So um, I do that. The homework consists of literally writing a plan for all of my goals, setting my goals, writing um, the story of my future life, and of course, making a new future board um, that helps push my dreams and get clarity again and just kind of touch base with, are those still things I want? Have I pivoted a little bit? Um, all of that. So I, I just think it's such a critical time for me personally. I know that what I do in these four or five days set up my entire year. I've proven it out the last three years specifically, very black and white. I've kind of done all this on social media so people could kind of watch it. And then, you know, I think 2018, I manifested 70% of the board in 2018. So oh my what gosh. I did in January literally came true that year, which is the fastest I've ever done. So, wow. um, it's, it's powerful stuff. We're not playing around here. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I do one other kind of fun thing, um, that I will do in the next couple of days. I, I live about an hour and a half away from an ocean. Um, and so I go and spend kind of my final exercises I do there rain or shine. Um, and I write a letter to the universe with all of my heart's desires and I send it out into the ocean. I so, love that. Yeah. It's, it's oh. a special time of year. I always really look forward to it. So everyone's going to watch it happen live. <laughs> That's amazing. So you mentioned your future board and we didn't really get into like the differences of a future board versus like your typical kind of vision board that people talk about. Can you just cover that really quick? Uh, there's so many. Um, <laughs> the first thing I would say is like, if you've ever made a vision board, just understand that a future board is not that at all. So you're just going to have to come to this with a blank slate and an open mind and understand that you've never made a future board before. So that's my biggest, probably biggest pet peeve is if people are like, oh yeah, I've made a future board. No, you haven't. Right. <laughs> um, as you know, Melissa, there's a lot of work that goes into it before you can ever find a single picture to put on your board. You have to you know, do a lot of work. The new book, Future Boards, um, there's three parts to it. You don't even get to look at pictures until part two. Um, because if you don't answer the question of what you want in all, all those areas of your life, what are you going to put on your board? So it's just a whole new way of looking at it. I think one of the biggest differences um, is we do not use magazines. We use Pinterest. So we start with the vision in our head first and the clarity in our head first regardless of if you're a thinker or a dreamer. Um, and then we take that vision and we go find the picture that matches the vision almost exactly. And that is magic. I mean, no one else is doing anything like this. I started doing it in 2010, started talking about it on YouTube back then. And it's been the biggest differentiator of all time. And it, it, it's what makes these boards freaking come to life, like sci-fi style. Well, and as if you're, you know, you've been manifesting sci-fi <laughs> style already. <laughs> well, yeah, when you're telling us 70 to 80% of your board, I mean, my goodness, obviously something is going right here. Yeah, it's crazy. And, and I mean, just to give you an idea, we talked about it at the very beginning. So real quickly, I mean, I've, I manifested 2016, three weeks with my kids in Italy. That was a, a lifelong dream I'd had for 20 years by applying these techniques, I went from a 20 year dream to four year re or four month reality <clears throat> um, wow. by, by literally using just the methods that I, that I teach. 
Um, last year I took the kids to Ireland and London and Scotland. Um, you know, they've been all over. We've had many magical moments. I talk about many of them in both of the books, but so it really is a magical way to live. I don't know how else to say it. And I think it's been really fun watching you manifest so quickly as well, Melissa. I mean, it's been about six months or so since, you know, we first started working on this stuff and yeah. to see some of your dreams from your board come to life already. is just like, nothing is more thrilling than that. When you can, when you know something works and then you can share it with somebody else and watch it work for them. It's just, it's incredible. Yeah. And you know, it's kind of crazy. Cause I always had this, like when I first initially started, I had this like weird random fear that because I wasn't naturally a dreamer, I wouldn't be as successful as a natural dreamer because I didn't have that initial like, oh, this is exactly what I want. This is how I want to go about it. And like you've just, I mean, with the help of coaching and, and the future boards, you've just proven that all wrong. And it continues to, you know, everything that's on my board, it continues to, to happen. And those experiences continue to happen. So that fires me up because it just proves that anybody really has an opportunity if, if they truly believe that it's going to happen and put in the work behind it. Absolutely. And I think you, like everybody that I've ever worked with, have already you already have examples of in your own life of when you've been successful at this. And I think that's one of the fun things about being a coach is, and coaching something that is very simple. Like nothing that I'm talking about is rocket science. I'm actually probably taking a lot of concepts that are really difficult for, for most people. There's a lot of very difficult books about these topics mm -hmm. and making it like kindergarten simple because <laughs> that's how my brain likes to work. Yeah. Um, too. <laughs> yeah. Like just strip it down, make it, so simple. Um, but you know, when you got married, you had a vision for what you wanted your wedding to look like, right? Um, when you hit your, your goal in your business, you had a vision around that. It's so I think like the fun thing is to come in and say, Hey, nothing that we're teaching is stuff that you can't do, or you haven't already done and done successfully. It's just a matter of like knowing how to apply it for everything coming in your future and creating your future. Uh, which is, is really great. It's gives, I think people so much more confidence and being like, yeah, you know, that's right. When I, when I had a wedding, I had a vision, I talked about it. I put a plan together, you know, like there's all the steps right there. So anything yes. I, ever, I ever achieved that I ever wanted to achieve, I really probably use this method to do it. Mm, I love that. And I love the, the relatability with, with the wedding aspect because our lives are our entire life and a wedding is one day. So why are we not spending that time? Yeah. yeah planning, doing the that. Whole, planning the whole thing. Yep. And love it's the it. same way. It's really the same way that we plan everything else. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, oh, awesome. I have so enjoyed this. Thank you so much for being here today. Yes, girl. Thanks for having me on. I'm so thrilled to watch just all of your dreams materialize and so excited that you're sharing this method and helping other people wow. reach these dreams and goals too. It's literally makes me a little heart butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. It's so funny because before I even know what I was doing with, with future boards, I had a picture of you on there and <gasps> going to, going to your empowerment dinner last year was just amazing. And, and now getting the chance to work one-on-one -on -one with you has been has been truly just a great experience and I'm really grateful for you 
I would love to know, like, what's next for you? What are you, what are you fired up about right now? Yes. So in uh, 2020, I'm writing the third book. I'm just, uh, just finished the proposal for it and writing the first couple chapters. Now it's all going to be about mindset because that is one of those topics that I kind of just mentioned that can be really complex um, yes. and people can make it just so hard to understand and apply, but it's such a critical aspect of success. So my goal is, and I've broken it down in both books, um, but only a chapter in each. And I think, you know, if I can help demystify some of that and teach people how to change their mindset and how powerful it is and truly how simple it can be, um, then that would just be amazing. So that's, that's book three working on that, um, now. And then, Definitely taking the kids to Spain this year. That will be our big trip uh, coming up this year. So, yes, got a got a lot in the in the hopper. I'm gonna continue to lose this weight and use your little magic. <laughs> the magic love drink. Me some, love me some prove it to add to my um, you know positive vibes that I'm putting into the my own body every day. So. Yes. yes. I love I want that. that. 20 pounds off after the end of this year. Oh, it's done, girl. It's already done. It's on right. its way. <laughs> awesome. And now where, where's, uh, where people can connect with you and find you? Yes. So you can, uh, learn everything, including I'm launching a tour, um, this year. It's uh, kicking it off on the West coast and starting in my home city, Portland, Oregon. Um, and then I will be coming of course to Minneapolis and back in the, um, central part of the country and east coast in spring so you can get tickets for that and learn all about that um and the books and everything else at sarahcentrella.com or follow me on instagram at sarahcentrella awesome and we'll have all of those details in the show notes as well so you guys can click on that and check it out but again sarah thank you so much for your time thank you so much for all you put into you know into bringing value to people i appreciate you and i love you so much love you girl thanks so much all right bye Hey friend, wow, oh wow, I hope you enjoyed that podcast as much as I did. If you could do me a favor and just go over onto iTunes and review this podcast, tell us what you think, tell us what you want to hear more of. I would really appreciate that. That helps spread the word on this podcast and it just continues to make us better every single day. Another great way to share this is to go ahead and screenshot this episode tag me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is I am Melissa Hartman. Make sure to tag my girl Sarah at Sarah Centrella on Instagram and tell people what were some of your favorite takeaways from this podcast. Maybe you can help change somebody's life. That is the whole purpose of this podcast is to give additional information that I've learned throughout this journey that I hope can continue on throughout this podcast. Now, if you got so inspired on learning how to create your very own future board and you wanna figure out how to do that, please make sure to check out my website, Melissa Hartman, with two N's at the end, .net, because I do workshops along with Sarah. Sarah does them herself and I have now started doing them because I've been coached by the professional. And I also am doing very, my very own coaching as well. So 
if you want to be coached by the best of the best, somebody who is trained from the queen herself, you have that availability, that opportunity to do so now as well. So even if you want to get on a quick 15-minute call to see if this is something for you or not, please make sure to reach out. Let me know. We can get something on the books. And I'm happy to see if this coaching experience is right for you. But I hope you got some value from today's podcast. And I can't wait to talk to y'all soon. Bye.